Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, hello, everyone. And you join us here today to talk about a watch that was uh, a big surprise at Watches and Wonders, and one we didn't get to see until our third day there. I am, um, of course, talking about the Vacheron Constantin 222 reissue. Tom, do you remember the buzz um, around Watches and Wonders about this particular watch? Yeah, I do. Yeah, people people asking us if we'd seen it. Have you seen the 222? 222? 222? And I was like, what is that? What's everyone <laughs> going on about? Have I missed the boat on something? <laughs> yes, yes, we had. <laughs> So we, we didn't actually have our appointment with Vacheron until the third day. And we were so back to back that we didn't even get a chance to pop our head in on on the way past and see it. So it was quite the surprise. But it had really been built up, um, never mind everything else that was going on. And we refrained from spoilers by looking on the internet as well. <laughs> we wanted to be surprised when we got there. Yeah, we wanted them to be genuine reaction faces for the Vacheron team. <laughs> And uh, and they were genuine reaction faces because, um, I don't know, Tom, have you ever seen a, an original 222 before? No, at the time I hadn't. I It was news to me. I'm not a huge Vacheron guy. They're one of the big boys. I could probably, one of their flagship models, I suppose, is the overseas. But yep. yeah, I, I, I didn't really know what to expect. But it was it was great and it made sense. I was like, oh, right, okay. I could see why you brought this one back out again. Yeah, because we mentioned the overseas there, and we'll, we'll touch upon why that's interesting in a little bit. But perhaps let's give a little bit of context on the 222 and why it even exists at all. 1977 was when it first came out, and you might recall that that is one year after the Patek Philippe Nautilus and uh, five years after the Royal Oak, if I've done my very simple maths correctly. Um, this was that era when watch companies, traditional watch companies, were just failing miserably people didn't want fancy pocket watches fancy wrist watches all of that sort of stuff anymore they wanted exceptionally well designed crazy in your face pieces that could be seen from the other side of the street or they wanted a plastic swatch watch mm-hmm. so uh as we know the royal oak kicked all this sort of stuff off uh, in in a big way Patek Philippe begrudgingly followed in 76 they borrowed Gerald Genta who designed the royal oak to design their nautilus and then the oldest of the big three, AP, Patek Philippe and Vacheron Constantin, they held out the longest. They had the most tradition and heritage and all of that kind of stuff that really these watches flew in the face of. And so they were very, very reticent to follow the trend and make a watch that did away with the complexity they were known for and the tradition and... Um, Be a bit more sporty. Yeah, 
to jump on that bandwagon. So they didn't get Gerald Genter on board, they got a guy um, who was fairly new at the time called George Hisek, and they didn't actually reveal that he had designed it until very recently. Like, so kind of unhappy were Vacheron with the fact that they had to make this watch. Uh, and you might be thinking, God, you're really ragging on Vacheron for not wanting to make this watch. But everything about the launch of it really, really demonstrated that they weren't happy about it. They didn't even give it a name. The advert for it was just the 222nd anniversary of Vacheron. That's not an anniversary that you celebrate, is it? That's just something you have to do because you have to do it. Didn't even give it a name. Right. When they launched it, they only made 500. 100 in gold, 400 in steel. They made quartz versions of it. It had the uh, the JLC-derived uh, calibre 1120 in it, the, the same as the AP and the Patek Philippe. Like, it was really just... They, they phoned it in, really. Sure. <laughs> and then it was discontinued in 1985. Didn't even last 10 years. Right, yeah, okay. But it must have made some kind of an impact because everyone's very excited to see it return. Are um, Vacheron excited to see it return or have they begrudgingly re-released it this time as well? <laughs> well, in 1996, I think... People weren't really into the Royal Oak and the Nautilus back then. Uh, I think that was around the period that Patek Philippe had released the Aquanaut. And there was clearly some sort of demand for sports watches to be in the collection. So Vacheron released the Overseas, which which you mentioned before. And the Overseas uh, was kind of like a, a bit of a tamer version, perhaps. Had a similar sort of ethos, but it didn't go as far down that 70s very obviously inspired route and they had mild success with it it was fine it was okay trundled along but recently and with a redesign for that as well which actually made the overseas even tamer i think we've seen the Patek Philippe Nautilus and the AP Royal Oak go absolutely bananas and the overseas has started to go bananas as well and so clearly Vacheron again has gone bring out the 222 yeah it seems to fit with the, the sort of thing that people find desirable these days. Um, everyone's having a sort of crack at that yep. 70s aesthetic, aren't they? Yeah, and really going back to the grassroots with it as well. Not just doing something that looks a bit similar to it, but really, this is what it looked like. Let's keep very tight and close to the original. Yeah, so been having a look around on Vacheron's website and they've dug out some old adverts from from back in the 70s and it's almost imperceptible the difference um yeah there are a few tells but I was I was quite shocked I was like oh wow they've really really stayed close to the original so that's quite cool yeah it's it's basically a one-to-one replica like the only things that I can see that are different from the front it doesn't have a second's hand the original did I didn't even notice that (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's a, it's a it's a good omission for balance. I think second hands on these kind of watches always look a little bit like an afterthought. Yeah. Um, but it also has uh, the date window is nudged in ever so slightly just to avoid clashing with the minute markers. Yeah, that's a nice change. And of course, it then doesn't have that JLC movement. It has the caliber 2455 slash 2. So although the dimensions of this thing are 37 millimeters, which is the same as the original, and that's a pretty bold move to to have a watch with so much um, weight behind it, still at that original 37 millimeter size, it is ever so slightly thicker. The original was 7.2 millimeters with the ultra thin JLC movement. This is 7.95. Yeah. 
but yeah, yeah, give or take. It's all in the case back. You'll notice from the case back shots that it looks a little thicker, but the actual watch itself, the proportions are basically untouched. It's got its own engraved 222 rotor weight. Yeah. Um, and I imagine it's a bit more accurate. What with the what with 45 years of, in <laughs> yeah. advancements of mechanical watchmaking, I imagine it's a bit more accurate as well. Yeah, I mean, the JLC movement was technologically incredible at the time. It's still the thinnest uh, full-size rotor weight automatic movement uh, ever made. But by performance specs, it's kind of dated. This one, this one will give you a better quality of life for sure for that extra tiny little bit of thickness. Um, Geneva seal. It has Geneva seal finishing. Very, very nice. Um, it's actually the same movement used in the Traditionnel, which has a sub-second style. Uh, and I did notice on the Vacheron website that they list the movement under the 222 as having a stop-seconds device, hacking seconds, which is obviously completely irrelevant to this watch, not having seconds at all. Jeez, oh, the watchmaker left it out. They've got to put it on there. And they'd already taken it. Right, we're off to Watches and Wonders. See you later. Yeah. No, wait. Uh, snap zoom in on little pile of seconds hands on the watchmaker's bench. <laughs> oh, and they've already taken the press shots. Oh, oh, oh no. They're going to kill me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they just copied and pasted the spec right. from the traditional verbatim and forgot to take out the, the stop seconds device line. Sure. Um, but what are you going to do? Um, so yeah, 222 back for 2022 with a price tag of £53,500 or $62,500 if you are American. Uh, and there is a steel version to come. That, that is rumoured, which will be cheaper, but not a cheap watch. And as you can imagine, probably a watch that's got its waiting list already full to the brim. Which brings us back to this whole, this watch was the talk of the town for watches and wonders. So when you finally saw it, Tom, what were your reactions? I really liked it, actually. Um, it's quite interesting because an all gold watch is not something that would appeal to me, I don't think. But there was something about this one that I kind of felt like it was sort of subtle enough. It didn't look very blingy. It looked quite refined, but still casual. I think it's the way it was finished. It looked sort of satin. It was smooth. Yeah. The gold wasn't bright yellow like gold can be sometimes. It felt very, very refined. And um, I think it... It had a smaller size as well, so it, it fit nicely. Um, yeah, I, I was really taken with it. I remember you trying it on, because just seeing it by itself, it's quite a demure watch, which is an odd thing to say about a solid gold watch with an integrated bracelet. Yeah. But borrowing from the 70s aesthetic so closely, and with that uh, that Maltese cross in the bottom right-hand corner of the case, the, the shape of the links, that hexagonal shape, the way it's all brushed, it feels like a time capsule watch. It really does. It's not just the way it looks, but the way the way it's so simple, really. It's kind of free of a lot of the extra beveling and polishing and details that modern watches tend to have to accentuate their luxury fit and finish. This takes that back, and I think it works so much better for it. You, I, I saw you, you tried it on, and your face changed. You were like, oh, wait, no, I like this. This works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a solid gold watch you could wear with jeans and T-shirt and not look dumb. Yeah, sure. Um, and you might be wondering why it continues alongside the overseas. The explanation that I got was that the overseas is their sports watch, modern sports watch for people who want that kind of thing. This is part of the historic collection. They're not going to cut their nose off to spite their face. Both watches are popular. They will, they will continue to sell both. 
And uh, yeah, fair play to them. It seems like um, a thousand IQ move to me, like a no, complete no-brainer. You have to do it. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, it seems like the right time for this one. Um, and it tickled me a little bit that originally it was the uh, 222nd anniversary <laughs> of Asheron Constantin. <laughs> and I just wonder, what else have they got? It's such a long time to be in operation. I wonder what other kind of buried treasure they've got hidden in their cat- their back catalogue. Um, yeah. Because this was a surprise to me, and it's great. So I, um, I'm i interested to see what else they've got. <laughs> Is that being greedy? <laughs> no, well, I'd, I'd love to um, pay them a visit in Switzerland and have a rummage through their archives. No doubt they've got some incredible stuff going on in there that hasn't seen the light of day for a very long time. Mm. That um, well, dear viewers and listeners, is that something you'd like to see? Would you like us to go over to Vacheron and go and uh, shake out all their dusty drawers and see what they've got lying around and presented to you? <laughs> I know they did the uh, for their two hundred and sixtieth anniversary, another obscure date. They did the fifty-seven two sixty pocket watch. You might remember had all the complications. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we've we've dabbled with some of the pocket watches that they've made in the past. It's just a treasure trove. It really is. And in a way, I kind of hesitate to say this, but I'm going to anyway. In a way, it's a shame that the talk of the town was the 222, when Vacheron's heritage and history and what it's capable of is so much more impressive than that. But having said that, this is a bit like Porsche or Ferrari making an SUV. If that's what it takes to keep the brand making cool stuff like the 57260, brilliant. I hope they sell all of them twice over. Yeah, uh, but that said, I don't think it's an arbitrary selection either. I think it. I think this will fit quite nicely in their catalogue. It. I think it's very different to what they're already putting out. So I don't think it's pandering to the masses, or maybe it is. I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, but who can begrudge them that? I certainly can't. No. And it does raise the question, IWC... The Ingenieur SL, designed by Gerald Genter back in whenever it was, 1970-something. They've got to do what Vacheron has done and release an original version of that. In fact, I did ask someone at IWC at that and they gave me a very bad poker face, so I guess you can expect to see that soon. Sure. And, do you know what? I'd like to make this a bit of a trend for watch brands, not just for their 70s pieces, but let's just start to see some of those classic designs brought back, not in 42 millimetres and really thick, but really close to those original dimensions. Yeah, slightly smaller, if anything. Yeah, like the, my, my, my go-to watch at the moment is the Tudor Black Bay 58. It's 39 millimetres. It has those traditional looks. It's so popular. It just seems like a no-brainer for brands to look back at all the stuff they've made and make it again Beats coming up with new stuff (laughs) so well there you have it Uh, with some sage advice from us um, complete watch idiots to some very very well established and traditional watch brands Uh, hopefully we'll see more of this kind of thing coming coming through and big congratulations to Vacheron for getting the buzz that they did uh, in in an otherwise pretty crowded and uh, hectic show So, um, well, until next time, until some more watch news that we come across and uh, think about, please do like and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.